Chapter 9 A few days later, they're cuddling in Harry's big bed. The sun just started setting, and they've wasted almost all day watching rom-coms on Louis' laptop, Harry cheering goofily in the most unbearably romantic parts, even tearing up once or twice at heartfelt speeches, trying to hide his blotchy face in Louis' shoulder, cheeks red with embarrassment. What's like the most romantic thing anyone's done for you? Harry asks randomly when the end credits to the notebook are almost over. His voice is still a bit wobbly, a result of the amount of crying he's been doing since Allie started remembering. He's still staring red at the laptop when he asks the question, his whole body resting on Louise, the long, lean weight of him comfortable. They're both leaning on the headboard, Louise propped up with multiple pillows, and Harry propped up on Louis. Louis, who is stroking down Harry's arms comfortingly, stops moving. You don't have to tell me, Harry says. I was just curious. I don't know, actually, Louis replies honestly, trying to remember. Truth be told, he's been alone for a long time. It's a part of the lifestyle he chose after all, and beyond some one-night stands once in a while when he's on the mainland, Louis has been pretty celibate since he moved to Fair Isle. His latest boyfriend dates back to his university days, and romantic gestures weren't exactly on Brian's mind. Oh, Harry says. I mean, honestly, my lifestyle doesn't exactly allow for a lot of romance, as you can imagine, he says with a laugh, trying not to feel embarrassed. Louis is generally happy with what he's got, but he knows how most people feel about it. Right, Harry agrees, reaching for Louis' left hand. He starts playing with his fingers, tracing them with his index softly, up and down until he reaches the wrist, then back again. My last boyfriend was back when I was at uni. We were together for half of the first year and almost all of the second. But I was definitely the romantic one out of the two of us, cooking awful meals because I wasn't good at it yet and buying flowers and all of that shit. Surprise gifts and everything. They were more of my things than Brian's. On the flip side, I could probably answer what's the most romantic thing I've ever done more easily. Harry stops stroking his fingers at that. I'm sorry, he says softly. He sounds genuinely contrite, and Louis can't help the small giggle that escapes his mouth. What are you apologizing for? Louis asks against Harry's skin, kissing the place where his neck meets his shoulder, exposed by his stretched-out tee. It's no big deal. I'm not suffering from it. I don't feel like I'm missing out. Harry hums as he starts to cross Louis' hand again. You deserve nice romantic gestures, he declares. Louis shivers, uncertain if it's Harry's words or his touch that's affecting him this way. Well, you cooked breakfast for me, he says, a bit breathless. That was... that was nice. No one had ever done that for me before. No one? Harry exclaims, tangling their fingers together. Really? Well, my mom sometimes, my little siblings, but I don't think that counts in this context, Louis jokes. All right, I'm definitely cooking you breakfast again tomorrow, Harry declares with a huff, sounding really offended. Actually, I'm cooking you breakfast all week. You can't protest, he adds, just as Louis opens his mouth from behind him. Don't even try. Louis feels himself flush a little. You don't have to, he says sheepishly, but Harry only huffs again. He raises their tangled hands to his mouth, kissing the top of Louis, his breath against Louis' skin, warm, his so lips soft. I want to, Harry insists snuggling a little more comfortably against Louis. How about you? Hmm? Louis chuckles. What's the most romantic thing anyone's done for you? Louis watches as Harry's cheeks redden. Mm, I don't know. He lies blatantly. Oh, you do. Spill. Louis insists, digging the fingers of his free hand into Harry's waist. I don't! Harry shrieks, trying to twist away. Come on, Louis says, continuing relentlessly to tickle Harry's side. Pretty famous boy like you? 
Someone must have done something dead nice. I guess, Harry says between bursts of laughter, I guess some famous pop star might have written a song about me. Oh, Louis says, voice too high-pitched to be sincere. He's not jealous. He tries to convince himself immediately as he starts feeling like a hand is grabbing his guts and twisting. Which one? Nobody important, Harry says. I thought it was the most romantic shit ever at the time, but the relationship ended really badly not too long after, and his song was number one for a really long time. Felt a bit manipulative afterwards, you know? One of the few times I was actually glad I wasn't out, so no one could officially connect it to me, to be honest. Oh, Louis says, jealousy switching to anger in an instant. I'm sorry. I was going to say having a song written about you must be nice, but that's... That sounds awful. Louis is pretty sure that's not the gesture that had Harry blushing so prettily, but it's all right. He can keep his secret. Harry shrugs. Yeah, I mean, I still think writing a song for someone is probably the most romantic thing I could ever do, but I don't know that I want songs written about me anymore. One of my beards wrote a lot of them too, so it's like, I don't know, big gestures, public gestures, they've lost meaning for me. I don't want someone to romance me that way. I understand, Louis replies. He thinks he does at least. It all sounds awful, to be honest, and it makes him so angry, so, so, so angry to think that Harry had to go through all of that, has to go through all of that. I like small things, Harry whispers. He pauses, squeezing Louis's hand. You reading to me is nice, he admits, the red of his cheeks deepening. Oh, Louis thinks. I can do that right now, if you want, he offers low in Harry's ear, loving the way it makes him shiver. I love doing that for you, he says, feeling vulnerable at the admission. But Harry shakes his head. No, he says, closing his eyes. I'm too comfy, don't want to move. All right, Louis agrees, kissing his temple. We won't. Harry ambushes Louis after his morning jog three days later when he's trying to sneak back into the cottage unseen, hoping to hop into the shower before he's attacked by more breakfast. Harry, true to his word, has been cooking for him every morning since they've discussed romantic gestures, a mixture of his stubbornness and sweetness infused in every item included in the meals. Louis is busy, very slowly closing the front door to make sure it doesn't creak and alert Harry in the kitchen when he almost has a heart attack. What do you think you're doing? Harry calls from behind him, and Louis gasps, startled, as he turns around to face the empty reception desk. What the hell? Louis says, a hand pressed to his chest. His heart is beating twice as fast as normal, and Harry is still nowhere in sight. You weren't trying to run off, were you? Harry says, emerging from behind the counter, head appearing first, then his torso. Louis frowns, shaking his head in disbelief. Clifford is looking silently between them, clearly not having understood yet that they've stopped playing the quiet game. Were you sitting on the floor? Louis asks, passing a hand through his hair. It's a bit wet with sweat and fringe sticking up in the front where he's tousled it. Yes, Harry replies, like it's a completely normal thing to say, folding his arms across his chest in what Louis suspects is an attempt to appear authoritative and in charge. He's still wearing what he wore to bed, though, a vintage Fleetwood Mac tee that's more holes than fabric at this point, and a pair of Louis sweatpants that's just a tiny bit too short on him, exposing his tattooed ankles. He's hiding behind the counter so Louis can't see the ankles, but he knows they're there. Hard to look very intimidating in that kind of adorable outfit, what with his hair tangled and messy, too. Louis shakes his head, a bit disbelieving. Of course, he mumbles to himself, unzipping his yellow raincoat. Thankfully, the gray skies decided to spare him during his run, but he didn't feel like going in unprepared that morning. Of course, you were sitting on the floor waiting for me, he adds, taking the jacket off and putting it on the counter. May I ask why? Louis says, 
both hands pressed on the counter on each side of his jacket. It takes everything in him not to roll his eyes, or smile. He knows why, of course, and it's ridiculous. Breakfast? Harry offers instead of answering, putting a plate full of waffles and assorted fruits right next to Louis' hand on the reception desk. Louis shakes his head, taking a step back into the corridor. I've told you, he laughs as he starts to walk away from reception and towards the annex. You really don't have to make me breakfast every day. I didn't expect you to actually do it. Well, Harry grins, walking around the counter to follow after him. That was your mistake. You got to deal with homemade breakfast now. Those are frozen waffles, Louis deadpans, pointing at the plate still sitting on the reception desk. He's walking backwards in the corridor, a flirty tilt to his steps, silently daring Harry to come closer. Harry takes the bait, of course, following him with a determined frown on his face. Yes, he replies, reaching for Louis's waist, angling his body towards the wall and pushing him against it. I heated them up with a lot of care, not to mention I cut up all those fruits just for you. Was it necessary, though, was it? You made breakfast yesterday and the day before. I'd say that's plenty. My romantic gesture quota is all filled up now. You can rest, Mr. Souter, Louis teases. Excuse you, I made a promise. Breakfast every day this week, not just the first two days, and then I give up. It was breakfast every day that I said, I'm sticking to it. Now go back to reception and eat your frozen waffles, Harry orders jokingly, pointing towards the plate before leaning to kiss Louis. No, Louis says, moving his head out of the way. I'm super gross. I need a shower. I'm all sweaty and disgusting. Harry gasps in fake outrage. Did you get sweaty on a run? He asks dramatically, cupping Louis's cheeks with both hands. Oh my God, I hadn't noticed, he says before kissing the laugh off Louis's face. Once he's satisfied, he lets go of Louis's face before smirking. Come, eat your waffles. On Friday night, Harry shows up to join Louis on top of the tower with a scrabble box tucked under his arm and two mugs of tea. Where did you find that? Louis asks from the bench, putting his novel down to make wiggly fingers at Harry, just desperate for his cuppa. Harry gives it to him straight away, and Louis inhales a few gulps before paying any attention to the conversation again. When he emerges, Harry is setting his own mug on the chest before putting the scrabble box right next to it. Basement, he replies, and Louis sort of vaguely remembers a few games at the bottom of a pile of rubbish tucked away in the corner somewhere down there. You want to play? Louis hums. Wouldn't have pegged you for a fan of board games. What? Doesn't fit with my pop star image? Harry says sarcastically, rolling his eyes as he settles down on the floor, wiggling a little to find a comfortable position. He settles with one leg stretched in front of him and the other bent so he can drape his arm casually on it. Meh, Louis squeaks with a shrug. Want a cushion? He offers, and when Harry shakes his head no, Louis keeps it for himself, getting down from the bench to sit in front of Harry in the game. Plot twist, I'm actually a massive nerd, Harry declares as he opens the box and takes out a bag of letters. Louis laughs. I know that. Well, why is it such a surprise then? I love words. This game is awesome. Louis smirks. Oh, is it? Is it awesome? He teases, giving the word a light American tilt, mimicking the way Harry's accent switched a little at the end there. Shut up, Harry replies, making it extra British. He's carefully arranged the board on the table now, preparing the game with careful attention. You know, I never actually agreed to play with you, right? You don't want to? Harry looks like a puppy who's been kicked too many times, green eyes widening with sadness, his bottom lip sticking out in a dramatic pout. Louis laughs. No, he says, rolling his eyes a little. I definitely want to. I'm just saying I never technically agreed is all. Harry shrugs. You don't have to, he says, imitating Louis a little. You can keep reading your book. I'll play against myself. 
I don't mind. You're that desperate to play Scrabble that you'd play against yourself? Louis asks. He likes the game enough, but he can't imagine wanting to play that badly. He shakes his head, then he reaches for the bag of letters, shaking it for a second before plunging into it to grab his. That is so sad, sweetheart. Harry wrinkles his nose. I used to do it on the road, he argues, like that makes it more sense. Oh my god, Louis widens his eyes. Just download words with friends or some shit. Play against a computer-generated adversary, anything but that. It's not the same, Harry says with a pout, grabbing the bag when Louis hands it to him. I like placing the letters. Louis has to bite down on his lower lip to stop himself from grinning. Harry says it so seriously, too, like he means every word, and Louis just wants to reach across the chest to kiss his stupid face off, or pinch his cheeks, or both. He's so cute. God, no wonder people all around the world go crazy for him. You like placing the letters, Louis repeats after him, trying to sound judgmental, but he knows it comes across as a mixture of fondly exasperated and straight up enamored. Yeah, Harry insists with a casual shrug, and I like posting pictures of the games on Instagram afterwards. A screenshot just isn't the same. It's not... It's not as artistic as a proper photo, and I'm sorry, Louis interrupts. How many Instagram followers do you have? Harry looks caught, his eyes wide and cheeks a bit red. Um, I don't know. He reaches up to scratch his right cheek before grimacing a little embarrassed. A few millions, at least? Louis blinks a few times without saying anything. Lou? There's a few million people who love your music and follow you on Instagram, and the thing you recompense with them is pictures of your Scrabble boards on tour, of the games you've played with yourself. Harry is quick to defend himself. Well, they don't know that. And sometimes I get one of my backing band members to play with me. And sometimes it's pictures of ping pong games. And that's dynamic and has a lot more interesting composition options and it's worse than I even feared, Louis comments, mostly to himself. You really, really are a nerd. At that, Harry laughs. Yes, that's what I've been saying. Slowly, his smile starts slipping. Do you want to know the truth? He asks, a bit timidly, voice lower as he carefully arranges his letters in front of him without looking at Louis. Of course, Louis says. Always. Harry's lip turn up. I mostly played when I was homesick on tour, he admits, looking up at Louis from underneath his eyelashes, like he's some sort of damsel in a period piece, shyly admitting family secrets to her paramour. The comparison is ridiculous, and Louis knows that, but he can't help his brain, can't help the way he wants to reach across the table to touch Harry's cheeks, to kiss his eyelids softly. Harry looks away again, and the weird spell is broken. We used to play a lot as a family. Me, my mom, and my sister. It was kind of... And after work... We used to play a lot as a family... Me, my mom, and my sister. It was kind of an after-homework treat, you know? Not really a tradition, but almost. It continued well into my teens, up until my sister left for uni, really. As you can imagine, I was really cool. We still do it when Gemma and I are both home. Playing by myself wasn't the same, but it helped calm me down on tour when I was anxious, which was pretty much all of the time, to be honest. It's the focus it requires. I think I just... Lost myself in the letters and the words. It helped. Are you homesick now? Louis can't help but ask. It's selfish, but he's only got a few weeks left with Harry. The thought of him wanting to go before he's meant to leave leaves a bitter aftertaste in the back of Louis's mouth, like a swill of ash, and he's choking on it. Harry huffs. Of course not, he replies before giving Louis a devastating smile. Just wanted to share this with you. 
Louis purses his lips. He's not going to be moved by Harry wanting to play some stupid board game with him. There's no way. He refuses to feel special or like what he's sharing with Harry is precious over a torn up dusty game that smells of humidity because it's been left on the floor in the basement for years without being touched. Absolutely not. He still swallows a bit more tightly than normal. Well, let's get started then. Harry nods, face suddenly turning serious, eyes becoming focused. I should warn you, I'm extremely competitive. I take this very seriously. Well, game on, Louis replies, amused at the thought. Fifty minutes later, Louis thinks he maybe should have taken Harry to his word when he said he took Scrabble seriously. There's no fucking way, Harry is yelling, pointing at the board, red-faced. You're not getting a single point for this, not a single point, he repeats insistingly. That's fucking cheating. Louis, on the other hand, is thoroughly amused. It's a triple word, he argues with a loud laugh, shaking his head in disbelief. Harry looks actually angry over this. Louis has been planning this since they started the game. He saw his options, thinking it was a funny little stunt that would make Harry laugh. Clearly, he's severely miscalculated. It is no such thing, Harry says with an offended gasp, putting a hand against his chest like he can't bear it. He looks like Louis killed a member of his family or something, properly outraged at the mere thought. It's not even a word. Louis snorts. Don't you dare laugh, Harry says through gritted teeth as he starts reaching toward the board to take off the letters Louis just put down. Oi, Louis interrupts, unable to stop laughing. What the fuck do you think you're doing? You can't do that. Now that's cheating. How dare you, Harry gasps, letting go of the letters. I'm cheating? I'm cheating? He shakes his head. Unbelievable. The nerve. The cheek. The audacity. Louis bites his lower lip as Harry lists the attitudes he thinks Louis has displayed, counting them dramatically on his fingers. Are you done? Louis asks when Harry pauses for a breath. No. Harry gets back to the board, continuing to take away the letters to what Louis likes to think of as an ingenious move. We're going to rectify the situation, and you'll play your turn again. I'm merciful like that. Oh, merciful, Louis says with a nod. That's what you are, isn't it? You're merciful. Yes. I'll tell you what you're not. Flexible. You can't just put whatever you want on here, Louis, Harry exclaims, exasperated. He's actually seriously, honestly, genuinely worked up, and this might be the most fun Louis has had in months. Names are allowed in Scrabble, Louis bluffs, looking down at his nails with pouty lips. They are not. Have you never played Scrabble? Harry shouts, raising his arms in irritation. That's famously one of the core rules. Skywalker is a word, Louis says calmly, just to irritate Harry further. I don't know what to tell you. It's a word. Point me to the dictionary it's in then, Harry spats out, putting an accusative index in Louis's face. Hmm? He adds, looking at Louis expectantly. Open the Merriam-Webster app on your phone and tell me where it says that Skywalker is a word. Let's have a look in the Oxford English Dictionary then. Prove me wrong, Tomlinson. I'm waiting. It's really not that serious, darling, Louis says slowly, voice serene. It'll rile Harry up even more if Louis doesn't appear bothered. All I'm saying is that considering the placement of that word... He puts emphasis on it with a teasing smile on his face. It counts as triple the point. Which, if I can still do simple addition, puts me in the lead. But I suppose if you're such a sore loser that you want me to play something else just because you want to win, then fine, sure, of course, I'll play again. It's whatever, he finishes with a small shrug. I am not a sore loser, Harry gasps. I am an experienced player who knows the rules a little better than you. Slang, accepted. Borrowed words from other languages, accepted as long as they're in the English dictionary. Names, under no circumstances, especially not a fictional character. And that's final.
characters, Louis corrects, emphasizing the S. It's more than one character's name, you know? That doesn't change anything. It still isn't real people, and it still doesn't count. Laser swords don't exist, and neither does the Force, and neither do any of the Skywalkers, and it doesn't count. Harry folds his arms tightly across his chest after his little outburst, looking everything like the petulant child who didn't get what he wanted and is now giving you the silent treatment. Well, that's a bit presumptuous, Louis says, raising his eyebrows. What? Laser swords and the force might exist. We don't know that. Louis, Harry interrupts. Yes? Shut up. Stop trying to distract me. I'm not giving it to you. Skywalker isn't a word. You're not going to win by cheating like this. I won't let you. So when you said you took this seriously, you really weren't kidding, Louis comments. No wonder you had to play by yourself on tour. Imagine playing Scrabble against your boss and he goes insane over a tiny, loose interpretation of the rules. It's not a loose interpretation of the rules. It's you cheating. It's you explicitly going against the rules. Sorry, I don't condone cheating, Harry says, the last bit while rolling his eyes dramatically, huffing and puffing. Louis can practically see the steam coming out of his ears. Do you condone dropping this game and making out instead? Louis offers, wiggling his eyebrows, joking seductively. There's something so ridiculously attractive about Harry being so bratty about this, actually angry and irritated. It might be the red coloring his cheeks or the sparkles in his eyes. It might be the tense line of his shoulders or his haughty attitude. Louis doesn't know, but he wants to poke it. No. Louis pouts before leaning over the game, putting both of his hands flat on the chest as he looms over Harry. You don't want to make out with me? He teases, batting his eyelids. No, Harry repeats, so he doesn't sound so sure. He's frowning at Louis, though. I want to win, he adds, a lot more certain this time. Louis smirks, leaning away, going back to his letters to grab what he needs. Quickly, he puts down a new word on the board. Sky, and now reads simply. Nowhere near the, the red triple word tile. There you go, Louis says cheekily. You've won. Then he pushes the entire board off the chest, letters falling onto the fake fur of the rug, some of them clattering on the cement. Harry looks about to protest for half a second before he shrugs, crawling around the chest to kiss Louis. They make out for a bit, Louis' neck bent at a weird angle to meet Harry, who is leaning down as much as possible from where he's standing on his knees. Louis takes one of his hands off Harry's waist, reaching up to grab at his hair, tilting his head in a much more comfortable position, groaning in satisfaction as he does so. Wait, wait, Louis says between kisses. Hang on. Do you want to move somewhere? Harry offers, clearly uncomfortable too. No, Louis replies. I mean, yes, obviously. Let's go to your room. But also, we should really clean this mess up before we do. What? Harry asks, looking at the letters everywhere. Clifford could swallow one of these. Oh, Harry says. Right, he frowns. I thought he rarely comes up here because it's a struggle. I mean, he doesn't, but I can't really take the risk. At that, Harry softens. No, of course, of course not. Sorry, Louis laughs. I was trying to be a bit sexy and spontaneous using all that scrabble anger and passion. He says, reaching down to squeeze Harry's bum. That failed spectacularly. I'm the one who should apologize, Harry says sheepishly. I'm not a yeller, but Scrabble really gets me going. <laughs> I noticed. Harry snort. Louis snorts. Sorry, I didn't mean to be all rude and everything. Please believe me when I say that was the funniest shit I've ever seen. Never apologize for it. It wasn't funny. Harry pouts, and Louis leans up a smidge to kiss him. You're a massive fucking dork. You tried to put a Star Wars name on the board. You're the dork. No, Louis shakes his head. You don't get to flip this on me. You're a massive, massive dork. Okay, Harry agrees, not looking ashamed at all. I'm a massive dork.
massive, massive, Louis insists, passing his fingers through Harry's curls. Yeah, that, Harry agrees, pecking Louis's lips again. Just so you know, Louis says, a bit nervous. I love that you're a massive, massive dork. Harry smiles. I love that you're a dork, too. He pauses, looking away for a second before meeting Louis's gaze again. Shall we clean up your horny mess, then? It's not a horny mess, Louis squeaks, even though it totally is. It's all right, Louis, no judgment, Harry says with a wink. But Clifford doesn't deserve to choke on a scrabble tile because you desperately want us to fuck. What are you doing? Harry asks from his bed, voice deeper than normal in his half-awakened state, sleepy and hoarse. Louis turns away from the door, facing the grand fluffy bed and the warm boy still in it. Going for a run? Louis replies slowly, like it's obvious, putting both of his hands in the pocket of his hoodie. He's assuming it was a rhetorical question. He runs almost every morning. As if on cue, the thunder roars loudly. There's rain splattering on the window, a constant yet calming rhythm that's been lulling them since the previous night. Harry looks ruffled, hair all over the place, fanned over the pillow, and he frowns at Louis eyes confused for a second before he looks away from Louis's face and at the window at the terrible, terrible storm outside. Harry clears his throat. In this weather, he says, voice now dripping with judgment. Louis grins. The sky lights up briefly. It's Scotland, he says, shrugging. Can't exactly avoid a bit of rain, can I? The thunder booms again, and Harry raises a skeptical eyebrow at him. A bit of rain? Louis shrugs again. A bit of rain, big scary storm. Same difference, isn't it? Harry shivers a little before boring himself deeper into the pile of blankets. Ever since Louis started sleeping in his room, they've been adding new throws and wool blankets to the bed every other night. The whole thing now resembling more a nest than anything else. Every day it gets harder and harder to leave it. Every day the voice in the back of Louis's mind telling him to just drop everything and waste the day in bed with Harry gets louder and louder. Every day the voice in the back of Louis's mind telling him his time with Harry is almost up gets a bit more frantic. This morning, with the hell raining down on Fair Isle, it's a tempting sight for sure. Louis knows how comfortable and warm it is, with a body to hold that fits and his arms perfectly in ways he can't afford to ponder too long. Indulging himself is dangerous, though. There are a few weeks left, less than a month until Harry vanishes, until Harry goes back where he belongs. Not to mention, Louis has been skipping his training regiment every other day since he started sleeping with Harry. He's slowly morphing into an undisciplined mess, unable to resist the desire to sleep and cuddled up to Harry's body and waste the morning away rather than exercising as he usually does. But today, today he's going to resist, goddammit. Today he's going to run. Yeah, Harry agrees from under the covers. Big scary storm. He shivers again, this time exaggeratingly for Louis's benefit. He's a good actor when he wants to be just manipulative enough to remain charming. Come back to bed, he adds in a whisper, voice raspier than before, and bloody hell, Louis almost drops everything right then and there. It's cold without you, Harry finally says, a blatant lie considering how bundled up he is right now, how warm and enticing he looks. Louis smirks in response, but he still takes a few steps away from the door, getting slightly closer to the bed. You're definitely not cold right now. I am, Harry says, fully grinning now. I'm so cold, Louis. You're a bad liar is what you are, Louis replies, taking two more steps forward and one step sideways until he's right at the edge on Harry's side. And you should come with me on a run if you want to spend time with me, he challenges cocking his hip as he leans on the bed a little. Pfft. 
me. I'm not going on a run in the rain. It's winter. Are you mad? Says the man who ran into the freezing ocean at the beginning of the month. Louis argues back. That was tradition, Harry points. This this is just madness. The thunder booms again like it has a personal vendetta against Louis and wants to take Harry's side. Actually, you were about a month too late for tradition, so don't play that game with me, Mr. Popstar. Louis sings songs the nickname in an annoying high-pitched voice, and he smirks when it makes Harry laugh. It was tradition. Okay, Louis agrees, climbing on the bed and crawling over Harry's body until he reaches his face. Well, my morning run is tradition, and someone has been making me skip it half the time these past few weeks. Louis says pointedly, so I'm going. Harry doesn't even try to look sheepish. Gee, I wonder who could be responsible for that, he says, before rising a little to kiss Louis. Louis meets him halfway, slides in his fingers and his hair at the nape of Harry's neck, burying them there as they kiss. Yeah, I wonder who that could be, Louis teases between two kisses. Harry snickers, making kissing him kind of impossible, so Louis leans away, looking at his sparkling eyes as he laughs. Sounds like a smart man, Harry says, wiggling his eyebrows as he reaches down to grab a handful of Louis's bum and squeeze. He knows not to let you run away from him. You're really just going to compliment your own self like that, huh? Louis says, breaking their banter. Okay, if that's how it is, he starts getting up, but Harry drags him down again, pressing the full length of Louis's body against his, a ridiculous amount of blankets separating them. Stay in bed, Harry orders. We're comfy. You're comfy, Louis says. I'm stuck on about a million blanket lumps right now. Besides, I'm off on a run in the storm. It's going to be cold. It might even be unpleasant, but there's something really fun about being out in that weather that I really want to go. You really, really want to go? Harry asks like you still can't believe it. Yeah, it's going to be fun. You should come with me. Harry seems to consider it for a second. No. Come on, Louis whispers encouragingly, leaning down to kiss Harry's cheek. Come on, come on. No. You're so boring, Louis teases. Fine. Stay cocooned, my butterfly, he adds, crawling down the length of Harry's body and kissing the top of the blanket approximately where Harry's tattoo lies on his belly. Harry laughs, reaching down to push Louis's fringe off his face. How cold is it going to be? he asks in a small voice, and Louis knows that he's run. He shrugs. I don't know. Shouldn't be that bad. Harry hums, still playing with Louis's hair. Water is cleansing, he says, mostly to himself. You did say that, Louis agrees solemnly. I suppose it wouldn't hurt to go out in the rain for a bit, he says. The thunder rumbles in agreement. Not for long, though, Harry adds, glancing at the window. Louis shakes his head. Of course not, he agrees, getting up to his knees and shaking Harry a little. Well, come on, then, get dressed. He gets up from the bed and starts going through Harry's stuff, trying to find him comfortable clothes. Louis throws a pair of sweatpants at him, quickly followed by one of his own hoodies. Wait, Harry says, grabbing Louis's arm. Can we take a bath when we come back? He asks, eyes pleading. Louis smirks. Of course, he says. It's tradition. Ten minutes later, after they've both bundled themselves in massive raincoats, bright red for Harry and bright yellow for Louis, and they've dug out the old wellies Louis keeps in the basement, they're finally ready to brave the outside world. Louis opens the door and they both stare at the storm, still hesitating a little. Clifford, bless him, takes one look at the rain, tilts his head to the left and runs outside. Well, Louis asks, offering Harry his hand, we shouldn't let the dog be the bravest out of all of us. Right, Harry agrees, tangling his fingers in Louise and taking a step forward. 
Once outside, it's not actually that bad. They're probably being a, a bit reckless, going out while the weather is so intense, but Louis can't find it in himself to care. They stay close to the lighthouse, Clifford and Harry running around, chasing each other in the rain. At one point, Harry slides down and falls in the grass, and Louis goes to help him up, but he's laughing so hard that his attempt to lift him up ends with both of them flat on the ground, soaking wet and giggling. Harry tries to kiss him, but they're both laughing too hard to do it with any kind of efficiency. Once they've gotten back up, Harry starts running with Clifford again as if nothing happened, and Louis watches them for a bit with a fond smile on his face. He's still the one not jogging, but he can't say that he particularly cares about his failing. At some point, he takes his hood off, tilting his head back and spreading his arms wide, eyes closed, and feeling the overwhelming power of the rain. What are you doing? He hears Harry shout over the storm, and Louis just smiles, not even bothering to open his eyes. Cleansing myself, Louis replies loudly too, and he makes a show of deeply inhaling and exhaling. After a few seconds, he starts twirling on himself. It reminds him of being a kid, of summer storms, where he and his little sisters would go out and stand in the middle of the road, twirling and dancing until they were absolutely soaking wet, and their mom would call them from the house, yell at them to stop standing in traffic like that. He can hear Harry laugh, and when he stops and opens his eyes, a bit dizzy from it all, Louis sees he started doing the same. Clifford is barking and jumping around him like he wants to participate too, and Louis can't believe they're doing this at five in the morning in complete darkness. The sun won't rise for another couple of hours, and it feels like the whole world is asleep. It's just the two of them, the two of them in the eye of the storm, laughing and laughing. It's cold and wet and miserable, or at least it should be. But they're young and foolish and together. Bath, Harry says, as soon as they pass the cottage's threshold, and he started shivering now that they're inside and the adrenaline has come down. Just going to dry and feed Clifford first, Louis explains, taking the raincoat, then the wellies off. He waits until Harry is taken off, his off too before grabbing them and making his way down to the basement, dropping the soaking items into the massive sink that's inexplicably downstairs. Louis suspects it was used for doing the laundry by hand at some point, but he never really questioned it. Today, it's proving useful. He grabs three towels before making his way back up, throwing one to Harry before he starts wiping the floor with the one where Clifford started shaking himself dry. He uses the third one to finish off drying his dog quickly, giving him kisses and praise as he does so. When he looks up, Harry is still standing there in the entry, leaning against the reception desk, hair wet and messy where he tried to dry it with the towel, a fond smile on his face that hits Louis right in the chest. Regrets? Louis asks when Harry rubs his arms to warm himself up. Nah, Harry says with an eye roll. I'm going to go back to bed after we've had a bath, though, just so you know. Don't think I haven't noticed it's not even bloody six in the morning. I'm having a bath and a nap, and you can't stop me. I wasn't planning to, Louis says with a laugh before making his way to the kitchen. And I expect you to read me to sleep, Harry calls behind him. All right, Louis replies with a laugh, not bothering to look back. And play with my hair. Louis adds once Louis has turned into the kitchen. Louis purses his lips and looks down at Clifford. What are we going to do about this boy? He asks his dog rhetorically. Oh, Louis whispers when he walks into the living room a few days later to find Harry sitting on the cushion on the windowsill, guitar in his hand as he strums an unfamiliar melody, humming along with that, with that, soft low voice louis is so fond of he looks at the cliffs and the sea through the splattering rain on the window not even turning around when louis walks in or when he speaks his faithful notebook open in front of him bits and pieces of songs scribbled inside bits and pieces of harry's soul that no one has had the chance to witness yet louis smiles taking a second few seconds to look at him barely any sun to shine on him through the cloudy moody skies 
Still, Harry looks beautiful, even in the cold, gray light. He's wearing one of Louis's hoodies, a yellow one that fits him perfect since Louis likes to swim in them for comfort, and some black watch tartan pajama trousers. His feet are naked, toes wiggling once in a while as he keeps playing the same tune over and over again. He's clearly working through something, voice ending in a little frustrated growl when it seems like he can't resolve the melody the way he wants to. The humidity has made his hair curlier than usual, and now that it's almost at his shoulders, Louis can see fully formed ringlets falling from behind his ear and on his face. He's just about to leave, to let Harry create in peace when he finally acknowledges Louis's presence. Don't go, Harry says, still strumming. You're not bothering me if you want to stay. Then he turns his gaze away from the window, smiling softly at Louis. This song might be the death of me, he confesses, with a sheepish smile stopping abruptly and letting the guitar simply rest uselessly on his thigh. Well, Louis begins as he advances towards the window. We wouldn't want that. When he's finally reached Harry, Louis motions at him to make space. Move your pretty bum forward, he adds when Harry isn't quick enough. You think my bum is pretty, Harry teases while Louis slides behind him, leaning his back against the wall and fitting Harry comfortably between his legs, his back on Louis's chest. It's a cute bum. Louis agrees, reaching down to pinch it, smirking into Harry's shoulder when he squeals and squirms against Louis. I'm quite fond of it, he says, his tone soft enough to reveal it's not just Harry's bum Louis is fond of. He wraps his arms around Harry's slim waist, sneaking his hands into the hoodie pocket. Once they're comfortably settled, he speaks again. What's wrong with the song? He asks, squeezing Harry's lower tummy softly when he feels some sigh against him. I don't know, Harry says, starting to play the melody again. Louis simply listens for a few minutes, eyes lost in the distance, staring through the rainy window at the cliffs. I think it sounds beautiful, Louis whispers into Harry's ear before kissing his neck. Harry stops playing again, shivering a little against Louis's body. You would, Harry sighs. Louis snorts. What's that supposed to mean? Have I got no taste? No, Harry squeaks, turning around to frown at Louis. You're just extremely supportive. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for being supportive of your art, Harry. I'll just tell you it's rubbish instead, shall I? Well, if that's what you think, then yes, you should tell me it's rubbish. I obviously don't think it's rubbish, Harry. I wouldn't have said it's beautiful if I didn't mean it. What do you think is wrong with it? Louis asks again, persistent and a bit annoying on purpose. He pokes Harry in the tummy when the singer refuses to reply. I don't know, Harry repeats, this time a bit whinier. I think you do, and maybe you just don't want to tell me. It's just not working. Nothing about it is working. Not the lyrics, not the melody, nothing. Louis snorts. Someone's in a bit of a mood, he teases before pressing a few kisses in quick succession against Harry's jaw. Creating is the worst, Harry whines, and when Louis kisses him again, he notices the way his mouth twitches up a little. Writing is the worst, he adds, clearly angling for more kisses, and who is Louis to deny him? I'm the worst, he finally says, with a grin that blossoms fully into two crater dimples. You're a brat is what you are, Louis whispers, wetly against his skin, but he obliges him. Always he obliges him. What is the song supposed to be about? He asks after a beat, smiling to himself when Harry starts playing again instead of answering. I don't, Harry starts, stopping himself abruptly, and Louis wonders if he was about to say he doesn't know again, if he was about to lie and couldn't bring himself to. Louis waits for a second, letting the melody envelop him in his softness. It feels tender, whatever it is about. Then he says, You don't have to tell me. It's okay, 
Harry whispers. I just, I guess I don't fully know yet, but it's about the quiet, he admits. You make everything else quiet. Harry's voice whispers to him from the previous week. The quiet? It comes out strangled. Yes, about how much I need it now. How I've been reborn in the whispers after a, a lifetime of thunderous sounds. Louis gulps, closing his eyes and letting the words, the poetry, wash over him. The song isn't about him. It can't be. He can't let himself hope that it is. Can't let this hurt him like that. Reborn in whispers? Louis repeats, trying it out. Yeah, Harry says, half mumbles. It's one of the lyrics I've been playing with. It's evocative. Harry chuckles. Yeah, that's kind of the point. He keeps on strumming before starting to sing. The lyrics transform into more humming, soft, sad, and Louis closes his eyes, tightening his hold on Harry's body while he sings. Then, just as abruptly as he began, he stops. I don't know. Louis hums as comfortingly as he can. You'll figure it out, he says, confident. Harry huffs. Yeah, I guess, eventually. I'm not an expert on creativity, Louis begins kindly in Harry's ear. But you probably shouldn't try to force it. It'll come. Louis pauses, kissing Harry's cheek, before adding, Eventually.